So I want to begin with a poem, a short little poem that I found titled, I Am the New Year. And that poem goes, I am the new year. I am an unspoiled page in your book of time. I am your next chance at the art of living. I am your opportunity to practice what you have learned about life during the last 12 months. All that you sought and you didn't find is hidden in me, waiting for you to search it, but with more determination. All the good you tried for and didn't achieve is mine to grant when you have fewer conflicting desires. All that you dreamed but didn't dare to do, all that you, all that you hoped but did not will, all the faith that you claimed but did not have, these slumber lightly, these slumber lightly, waiting to be awakened by the touch of a strong purpose. I am your opportunity to renew your allegiance to him who said, behold, I make all things new. Every year around this time, millions of Americans will take a hard look at their lives and come up with things they'd like to change for the upcoming year. We typically, we typically call these New Year's resolutions. Now, I don't know about you guys again, but I know that I've, throughout my lifetime, I made several New Year's resolutions that I've broken and um, maybe a week or two afterwards. But, um, but I think all of us can look back and say, man, I, I would like to do this better this upcoming year, or that better this up upcoming year. And um, so what I wanna do this morning is share with you seven resolutions that you can personally make to help you draw nearer to God now that 2019 is about to begin. Now, I would, you know, I would suggest writing these down if you can. Um, these are great resolutions to have, to keep. Now, it's up to you whether you, these seven resolutions, you want to follow all these seven resolutions or if you want to um, take one at a time um, and work on the others as the year progresses. But um, these, again, will help you as you go along, as the new year begins. So actually, before we begin, before I give you the first one, let's open up with a word of prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, you brought us here this last Sunday of 2018, Lord, and we thank you that all that has happened this past year, Lord, it's, it's been a blessing, Lord. All the, the good and the bad, Lord, it's, you've taught us so much through it all, Lord. And so now as I share this message that you gave to me, Lord, I pray that, every, that everyone will be blessed by it, Lord. That everyone will find a message for them and so they may improve, so that they may grow, grow closer to you, Lord. So that the relationship, their relationship to you may be more intimate, Lord. So right now, fill this room with your spirit, Lord. Soften our hearts and our minds, Lord, to receive your word. 
We desire, we yearn, we expect to hear from you now, Lord. Remove all distractions. May our focus be completely on you right now. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so along with these seven resolutions I'll be sharing with you, um, I'm going to be going through different passages throughout of, in the Bible. Um, you can also write these down to, to reference them later on. I, may, I have maybe one or two um, Bible passages where I will have you open up your Bibles. But just to let you know, um, I'm going to be, for each one of these resolutions, I'm going to be sharing different Bible passages. I'm reading those off to you. So the first New Year's resolution, New Year's resolution we're going to be taking a look at is pray constantly. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18 tells us, Rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. As the new year begins, make an intentional effort to pray more than you did this past year. You see, you have a Father in heaven who desires to hear from you and looks forward to those times you spend with him. Now, if it seems like you don't have, like you just didn't have the time this past year, make it a goal of yours to find the time, to find the time to spend a little more of your day with him. When Paul said that we're to pray constantly, Paul isn't referring to having our heads bowed, eyes closed, and nonstop talking all day. No, rather he was speaking about an attitude of God consciousness and God surrender that we carry with us all the time. Every waking moment is to be lived in awareness that God is with us and that he is actively involved and engaged in our thoughts and actions. For Christians, Prayer should be like breathing. You don't have to think to breathe. The atmosphere exerts, exerts pressure on your lungs and essentially forces you to breathe. That's why it's more difficult to hold your breath than it is to breathe. Similarly, similarly when we're born into the family of God, we enter into a spiritual atmosphere where God's presence and grace exert pressure or influence on our lives. Prayer is the normal response to that pressure. As believers, we've all entered the divine atmosphere to, to breathe the air of prayer. So as I said, make more of an effort just to Make that one of your resolutions this year, just to spend more time with the Lord in prayer. Just come to Him. Just tell Him what you just... They don't have to be drawn out. They don't have to be elaborate. They don't have to be fancy. Just come to the Lord, whether it's sitting, standing on your face, um, however, and just worship Him, thank Him, uh, talk to Him. You know, let Him know exactly what's going on with you. 
If you're unsure of where or how to start, um, the Lord gave us a perfect example of how we should pray in Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. Now I'm going to share with you the New King James Version, which is the closest one to, the, to, to what I have memorized. But again, in, you may have a different one, a different style memorized, a different version memorized in your head. But again, essentially, um, the different Bible translations have, uh, it's, they're all essentially the same. And that there, that, that, that prayer is, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread for, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from, e from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now, again, this is an amazing prayer to start off with. And if you haven't memorized it, I suggest that you take the time to do so. If Jesus said, this is how we're supposed to pray, then you should listen and follow. So again, if you're looking for a good New Year's resolution, I hope praying con constantly will be one of them. By doing so, I have no doubt that by this time next year, you'll notice these three significant changes. Your walk with the Lord will be stronger. Your communion with Him will be much more fulfilling. And your prayers will be much more deeper than they are now. Okay, so now let me move on to a second resolution for you to have this upcoming year. Avoid sin triumphantly. In Galatians 5.16 it says, Walk by the Spirit and you will certainly not carry out the desires of the flesh. And in Deuteronomy chapter 20 verse 4 it says, For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you, to fight for you against your enemies, to give you victory. Keep these two verses in mind whenever you're faced with trials and temptations. You see, if you, if you can spot the poisonous fishing hook of the devil, you'll be able to avoid being hooked by it. That verse in Galatians 5 tells us the best way to avoid sin. Walk by the Spirit. To walk by the Spirit means that we yield to His control. We follow His lead and we allow Him to exert His influence over us. Our flesh is our fallen nature under the power of sin and is in direct conflict with the Spirit. When the flesh is in charge, we're given the results in, in Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21. However, when the Spirit is in control, He produces godly qualities in us. Believers have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires, and now we walk in the Spirit. 
keep in mind that if you're a child of God, you have a father that is with you at all times and is fighting for you whenever the enemy tries to come against you. That ought to bring you comfort in the fact that he fights for you. You are already victorious because of Christ Jesus. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, Thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And in Romans, actually, this is where I want to, if you can, if you want to um, open up your Bibles to Romans chapter 8, I want to share another passage that relates to this. <coughs> Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 in verse 31. There it says, What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He did not even spare his own son, but offered him up for, all of, for us all. How will he not also with him grant us everything? Who can bring an accusation against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is the one who died, but even more has been raised. He also is at the right hand of God and intercedes for us. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword, as it is written, because of you, we are being put to death all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. So as this new year begins, make an effort to avoid sin triumphantly. If the thought seems too overwhelming, let me explain to you what helped me. Rather than stressing about all the temptations that are, that, um, are out there that want to bring me down, I take each one as they come my way. Simply, I sim and I simply say, no, I will not disobey my Lord. And, and believe me, every time I walk out the doors of my house, there are temptations out there waiting to devour me, waiting... To bring, to bring me down. But I keep my eyes on the Lord. I keep my focus on God. And I say again, no, I will not disobey my Lord. That ought to be your heart as well as all these attacks come, all these devil, the devil's attacks come your way. Just say no. As I walk away, Again, I give God all the credit and glory for giving me the strength and courage 
to resist that temptation. And I do that daily. I do that actually hourly, daily. I just, I don't think about like everything that's out there. I just think about what, what's coming my way. Give him the glory and honor whenever you are victorious. Okay, let's move on to resolution number three. Learn God's word deeply. In the Old Testament book of Proverbs, chapter 2, verses 1 through 5, it says, If you accept my words and store my commands within you, listen closely to the wisdom and directing, and directing your heart to understanding. Furthermore, if you call out to insight and lift your voice to understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it like hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. If you want to have a more intimate knowledge of God, then this upcoming year, learn God's word deeply. Learn it by reading it. How many of you can actually say, that you read the entire that the, you've read the entire Bible this past year. Now, I'm not asking you this to make you feel bad, to you know, make you you know make you feel guilty or anything like that. No, I'm not doing that. The reason I ask is to let you know that the more time you spend in His Word, the more time you spend in the Word of God, the more you will understand Him. If you had spent more time with him this past year into his word, I bet, you know, you just, your life would be, your understanding of him right now would be completely, will be, would have been deeper. So let me challenge you as this upcoming year uh, comes along, that you make an effort just to find one of those study plans, 365 yearly study plans or reading plans. That you will take you through the Bible throughout the year. And again, I assure you that um, when you do, as you do, your understanding, your knowledge of Him, your love for Him will, will be so much deeper. Just, it, it is, it's just so amazing what you'll come to discover. God wants to show you or tell you something in each book of the Bible. And the only f way to find out what it is, is by reading it. Learn God's word deeply by studying it. Take the time to open up a book in the Old Testament or New Testament and do an in-depth study of it. Find a Bible dictionary to dissect every word. Grab a good commentary that will bring extra meaning to a passage. Find other resources that will help you understand what's going, what was going on during that time that the book was written. All these things will give you more insight on the text you're reading and help you to understand things that may be just too difficult right now for you to understand. Now, I know that, you know, God's word, he will reveal, God will reveal his word to you. He will show you exactly what he wants you to know, but when you have these extra um, study tools, it can bring the passage, 
alive. It can just it could expand the packet the, the passage to you and you can see it a little bit more clearer. But ultimately it's God who reveals his word to you. And one of the best ways to learn God's word deeply is by applying it. James chapter 1 verses 22 through 25 says, Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Because anyone who is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like someone looking at his own face in the mirror. For he looks at himself goes away and, and immediately forgets what kind of person he was. But the one who looks intently into the perfect law of freedom and perseveres in it and isn't, forgetful, and isn't a forgetful hearer but a doer who works, this person will be blessed in what he does. All right, now let's move on to resolution number four. Focus on God consistently. Proverbs 4.25 says, Let your eyes look forward, fix your gaze straight ahead. And Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3 says, If you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God, Set your minds on the things above, not on earthly things. Let 2019 be the year that you will not let anyone or anything distract you from staying focused on God. To focus is to direct one's attention or concentrate on something. If we are focused on Christ, then He has our attention. We are concentrating on Him and His Word. He occupies the forefront of our minds. Such a focus is fitting because as Colossians 1.18 says, Jesus is also the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that He might come to have first place in everything. So by right, he should be our focus. In his devotional book, My Utmost for His Highest, Oswald Chambers, Oswald Chambers wrote this regarding Matthew chapter 26, I mean, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 6, verse 26 and verse 28. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. They simply are. Think of the sea, the air, the sun, the stars, and the moon. All of these simply are as well, yet a ministry and service they render on our behalf. So often we impair God's designed influence, which He desires to exhibit through us because of our own conscience efforts, efforts to be consistent and useful. Jesus said there is only one way to develop and grow spiritually, and that is through focusing and concentrating on God. In essence, Jesus was saying, don't worry about being of use, don't worry about being of use to others. 
simply believe in me. In other words, pay attention to the source and out of you will flow rivers of living water. We cannot discover the source of a natural life through common sense and reasoning. And Jesus is teaching here that growth in our spiritual life comes not from focusing directly on it, but from concentrating on our Father in heaven. Our Heavenly Father knows our circumstances. And if we stay focused on Him instead of our, our circumstances, we will grow spiritually just as the lilies of the field. The people who influence us the most are not those who detain us with their continual talk, but those who live their lives like the stars in the sky and the lilies in the field, simply and unaffectedly. Those are the lives that mold and shape us. If you want to be, if you want to be of use of God, Maintain the proper relationship with Jesus Christ by staying focused on Him. And He will make use of you every minute you live. Yet you will be unaware on the conscience level of your life that you are being used of Him. Man, that was beautiful when I read that. Okay, well, so far we've shared with you, I've shared with you these four important New Year's resolutions to have for this upcoming year. Pray constantly, avoid sin triumphantly, learn God's word deeply, and focus on God um, constantly. Let me now share a fifth resolution. Worship God faithfully. This was exemplified in Matthew or this was exemplified for us in Matthew chapter 4, verses 8 through 10. There it says, The devil took Jesus, or devil took him, meaning Jesus, to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, I will give you all these things if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus told him, Go away, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only Him. Start the new year right by worshiping God faithfully. You see, the devil will do anything poss he possibly can to distract you, to distract us from worshiping God. And we mustn't let him. Worship God at all times and in all circumstances. You don't have to wait till Sunday mornings to worship God. You can worship Him anytime, anywhere, and any place. You can worship Him when you're at the mountain peak of life and when you're in a dry desert of life. There's nowhere you can be that will keep you from worshiping God. Only you, only your attitude, your mind, you know, can keep you from worshiping God, but you can be anywhere at all. And just, just fall on your knees and just worship Him. In Isaiah 12, 5, tells us, Sing to the Lord, for He has done glorious things. 
let this be known throughout the earth. Worship God by giving him the glory he deserves. Think of all the ways the Lord has blessed you this past year. If it doesn't bring you to your knees, man, I don't know what will. I can think of a hundred million, not a hundred million, but I can, at the top of my head, I can probably think of a hundred things that the Lord has blessed me this past year. You know, and, and, and just, just look at my family, you know, that alone brings me to my knees. So thankful that he's given me such a wonderful wife and wonderful kids. And, you know, I can think of all of you that are here. Man, it's such a blessing. And again, the more I think about it, the more I just glorify him and I thank him. I just want to fall on my knees and just cry out and say, thank you, Lord. You're so wonderful and so good. And these are the things, again, that, and maybe you have your own. And dwell on these things. Think about it. Think about how many ways, all the ways he's blessed you this past year. And just look forward again to what he has for you this upcoming year. Psalm 29.2 says, Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. And the last thing I want to mention about worship, worshiping God. Worship God as you would in heaven. This is what helps me whenever life's issues or problems are attempting to distract me from worshiping God. I imagine myself worshiping God in his throne room. Let me ask you, is that what you, when we're singing here corporately Sunday mornings is that what you're picturing in your mind are you imagining just being before God and singing these beautiful words to him if you haven't I, I suggest you try it and and your and your worship will be so much more deeper it will have so much more meaning because you guys know that in the end when when we come before him that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be worshiping God in heaven. So why not practice now? Why not just start doing it now? But like I said, just believe me. Just try it whenever. I mean, we probably have one more song after we're done here. And, and just close your eyes and just picture yourself before God in his throne room. In, in, in his throne room just simply worshiping him. And you'll see how much deeper that worship will be. All right, let me now share with you the sixth resolution. Love God wholeheartedly. Resolution six, love God wholeheartedly. In Deuteronomy chapter six, verse five, it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Some Bible translation may say with all your mind there at the end. And in John 14, 23, Jesus said, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. My Father will love him, and we will make 
and we will come to him and make our home with him. I absolutely believe that in 2019, you can love God more than you did in 2018. But it's going to take effort on your part. It's going to mean surrendering more of yourself to him. This year, this upcoming year, love the Lord your God with all your heart. To the ancient Hebrews, the heart referred to the core of one's personal being. The book of Proverbs counsels, and in book of Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. This upcoming year, love the Lord your God with all your soul. The term soul is, close, is closest to what we would call the emotion and is the word Jesus used when he cried out in the Garden of Gethsemane the night he was arrested. There, in Matthew 26, 38, it says, Then he, speaking of Jesus, said this to them, I am deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and stay awake with me. To this upcoming year in 2019, love the Lord your God with all your strength. The Hebrew term for strength had a broad connotation and carried the general idea of moving ahead with energy and strength. It can also refer to the mind in a sense of intellectual, willful vigor and determination, carrying both the meaning of mental, mental endeavor and of strength. Mark 12.30 adds th the degree of this love to say that we should also, that it should also be done with all your strength. This love, therefore, is the heart which speaks of the emotional nature, the soul, the volitional nature, our will, the mind of the intellectual nature, the strength of the physical nature. Make this an important resolution for the upcoming year, loving God more than you did this past year. Let me now share with you one final resolution you can add or that you can and should make for this new year that's approaching. Trust God immediately. In the ESV, Jeremiah 17 verses 7 through 8 tells us, Blessed is a man who trusts in the Lord, who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a, like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for, it leaves, for its leaves remain green and it's not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. There is no better way to start the new year than by placing 
your faith and trust in Jesus Christ today. If you haven't done so already, if you're watching or listening, I recommend that you do. There's no better way to start the new year off. The Lord wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to care for you. He wants to have communion with you. And it all begins by just opening up the door to your heart to Jesus Christ. Don't wait another year because you may not have one. Yes, the Lord is standing at the door to your heart. Will you let him in? If you haven't done so, let me lead you in a prayer to do that right now. Before the year, the new year begins, come to him, have a relationship with him, make he wants to be his child. He wants to bring you in. So if that's you, wherever you're at, close your eyes, bow your heads, and just pray this simple prayer <clears throat> from the bottom of your heart with all sincerity. Lord God, forgive me of my sins. I know that I've blown it. And, now, and I know that I'm deserving of, of death. But I believe you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for me. To die for my sins. And I thank you, Lord. So now I place my sins upon him. I confess that he is Lord believe in my heart that he is God I receive your forgiveness so fill me now with your Holy Spirit that I may walk with you all the days of my life Thank you. Praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that, just call us, let us know you prayed that, and, and we'll lead you to your next steps of your faith. Again, this, this is going to be a glorious year for, for you. If you just allow God just to come in and, and change you and transform you, and show you what it is that he's called you to do. It's going to be a great, great year for you. Again, let me remind you of these seven resolutions. Pray constantly. Avoid sin triumphantly. Learn God's word deeply. Focus on God constantly. Worship God faithfully. Love God wholeheartedly. And trust God immediately.